0: This Week in Startups is brought to you by Klaviyo is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Chubbies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with a free trial at clavio.com slash twist. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O ocom slash twist. Silicon Valley Bank. For over 35 years, Silicon Valley Bank has helped thousands of tech and life science companies plan for the future. Learn more at svb.com slash next. Silicon Valley Bank, built for what's next. And... Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of software that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Your first app is free forever, and right now Odoo is offering $1000 off your first implementation pack at odoo.com/twist. That's o d o o.com/twist.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this weekend startups for the fourth time on the program in 10 years. My friend Jamie simonoff the founder of ring.com and a shark on Shark Tank and a great friend of mine, a great creator, and one of my biggest misses as an angel investor. We were just laughing about it before we went on air. Uh, if you want to see jamie's prior appearances episode 90 in october of 2010 he was in the first 100 episodes episode 277 in 2012 episode 700 in 2017 and back again for his fourth appearance jamie simon how you doing brother
2: i'm doing great thanks for her thanks for having me back on for the fourth time
1: fourth time you're you're almost in the five guest club that's when we send you a blazer you get a blazer and it just has the twist bulldog the, and
2: the, the green jacket
1: you get the green jacket absolutely. We're going to make them. Um it's definitely going to happen now that we're in our 11th year of the show. You remember the show back in like when oh, I started it.
2: Totally. I yeah. I think you used to have people at like the at the Mahalo when yes. you were doing it there.
1: Yes, we would have people at the Mahalo office and it was kind of like sometimes I do it on Friday nights people come by for a drink and hang out and you were yeah. on those early shows and Uh, people don't remember your early days as an entrepreneur, but I was always super impressed, but how you understood consumers behavior. One of the things you created was phone tag, correct? Yep. And this was a brilliant service. You would let somebody forward their, uh, messages, uh, voicemails to Manila or the Philippines or somewhere where somebody would transcribe it, send it back to you with an MP3 in your email greatest service ever people is that service still running and people still using it
2: it literally just sold again to a company <gasps> called to a company called umail which was just like crazy to see that happen
1: and now that's built into every phone i believe right like yeah people transcribe them and use ai to do it back then ai didn't work so you did that then you did something called unsubscribe.com uh which was a chrome extension where you would press any button and you would get that person unsubscribed from spam email or any newsletter and that too had some level of automation explain how that service worked and you sold that one as well right so
2: be- best product worst business ever um and it was yeah it was just basically getting rid of everything that the that the hard sort of spam um bots were not be able, were not able to get so the gray mail um the newsletters and you just would hit a button unsubscribe and then we would go through and crawl and figure out where the links were and where to put in your email address and make it automatic Um, it was amazing because it's still 50% of email is gray. So, Mm. so if you look at the amount of time people spend on it, it's still a huge problem. It was just one that no one wanted to pay for. And so, you know, that was that. So
1: that's a, that's a big, uh, lesson, isn't it? Like you can find something that's a pain point in your life. You can build the perfect solution to it. But if people won't pay for it, it's not going to work.
2: Yeah. And then we, and on that one, I played out sort of, at least for what I could figure out, every single, um, uh, like every avenue it could go down. And the only way I could figure out how to make money was to do the wrong thing, which would be to try to figure out how to, in essence, get people back in to pay to come back in to your mailbox. Ah. And so to kind of go the other way. And I just said, you know what? It's like, and that's where I kind of started my missionary of business career of saying you know what if we're, i'd rather lose than do the wrong thing
1: that's interesting you are the opposite of some entrepreneurs who are in hot water with the government right now with antitrust um because sometimes um you get to that juncture and you just decide you know what eff it i'm just gonna take all this user data and i'm gonna sell it to somebody like facebook did or other folks um and then you're n- the next thing I remember, you and I went for a hamburger, and you were in your creative phase, and I was just starting as an angel investor. I had Sequoia's little checkbook, writing my little twenty five, fifty k checks, and you pitched me on the worst idea I think top ten worst ideas I've ever been pitched on, and explain what you pitched me on over hamburgers because you took it out of your bag.
2: that was the pop charger, correct?
1: That was the pop charger, correct? Yeah, the intersected an intersection of charging Sorry. and design. Yeah, give me that pitch. (laughs) Just so I know I'm not crazy. (laughs) uh,
2: You know, I was, I was, I was exploring. I literally had opened up, as you know, this this uh, this lab in my garage called Edison Junior, my little garage in the Palisades. And the like, one of the first products was this idea that that charging. You know, it's actually looking back, I still think you were wrong because it was, you know. (laughs) Charging, like our, our mobile phones were dying faster and were, were more yes. valuable to us. And so I, was, I tr- was trying to build sort of these mobile charging stations and sort of portable charging, you know, point of power pop. You know, I thought that was very creative. Um, uh, charging stations and, uh, you know, throw it on Kickstarter. At the time, Kickstarter was just sort of starting out. This is 10 years ago. Yep. Um, I think we were at the time, I think we were in the top 10 or something Kickstarters. And that was like $140,000. So it's just like
1: crazy. And it basically looks like a little garbage can, like a waste <laughs> bin. And there are some design elements that I will say yeah. are dope. Because the top of the garbage can, the waste <laughs> pocket opens up and you can put your cables in there. Yeah. And then underneath, you had cables you could basically pull out and plug in. And the it was retractable cords, correct? Correct. So this was like, you know, one of those hoses that theoretically gets pulled back in. Of course, those hoses never work, but theoretically, they're a good idea. (laughs) And I remember the really cool thing was at that time, there was like micro USB, and then there was Apple's horrible iPod connector, which was the first connector.
2: the, The long one, like the- The 30 pin. Yeah.
1: Which was gigantic. And you made it so it snapped out and it was both chargers yep which was i have to say that was brilliant um and i asked you like well no i asked you what's the use case for this i always think about the use case right and you were like well you know when you're in the club and your battery's dying we want the bottle service to come with one of these and i was like jamie <laughs> i need to have a heart to heart with you you are going backwards in your career and i gave you uh, do you remember this? I gave you a talk. I do. I gave you a stern talking to. Like, I do remember idiot. that. I, I, I do remember that. I was like, Jamie, you're Jamie simonoff You made <laughs> <I> phone tag. <laughs> I totally remember you saying that. You're you Jamie made Siminoff. unsubscribe, <laughs> and now you are going backwards with the pop. You made a battery with a cable. It already exists. This serves nobody. Back to the drawing board. I would never invest in something as silly as this, and of course. Uh, whatever a month or two later you had doorbot uh so explain what was the origin story of doorbot for people who don't know
2: so doorbot so here i am i'm building pop in my garage and being told by good friends that i'm literally (laughs) out of my mind Uh, and uh i can't hear the doorbell when someone comes to visit because the garage is like behind the house this is a small little house in la i think you had been there once but it's like tiny little place you know like right on the street i just couldn't hear the doorbell the little wireless doorbell wouldn't reach the garage So on the weekends, and this is actually like really funny because I had taken a tiny bit of money in for the lab. And so on the weekends, I built this. I said, why wouldn't the doorbell just go to my phone? So I built this thing doorbot to go on my front door to alert my phone that I could talk through when someone rang the doorbell. But I built it on the weekends because I didn't want to take the time during the weekdays when I was like a fiduciary to my little company. So that's Mm. how little I thought of the idea in terms of it being big at right. the time at the time
1: and i remember looking at this idea and i was like huh that's interesting and then doorbot was universally panned the amazon reviews were absolutely brutal i'm looking at them now 36 percent one star reviews
2: yeah, and, and if you read those, it's like that uh, when they read the tweets, you know, on like the mean the night, tweets. Yeah, Let's like mean do tweets. it.
1: <laughs> Dumber than my old dumb doorbell. I would give it zero stars if I could. <laughs> Nothing worked properly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy oh. this product. This product specifically says quick and easy setup. This is not true. <laughs> Advanced knowledge of Wi-Fi routers is needed. <laughs> I honestly believe this company is no longer supporting this device. Two days into making it, it work reliably, I was at my front door with sufficient test equipment uh, that I <laughs> I tried this product for two weeks. I really wanted it to work, but it just doesn't. You got absolutely demolished. Which, when we get back from this quick commercial break, I want to know how you took a product which had <laughs> I kid you not, 60% three stars and below <laughs> reviews and turned it into one of the most loved and iconic products of the last decade when we get back with Jamie Siminoff on This Week in Startups. Is your team behind on planning for Black Friday? Uh, or how about Cyber Monday? No worries, because Clavio is here to help. Clavio is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes with email automation, SMS marketing, growth tools, and more. You'll get everything you need to build a strong relationship that keeps your customers coming back. And with the holiday season right around the corner, there is no time like the present. You wanna get up and running right now quickly and you wanna use Klaviyo's flexible automations. You wanna get those powerful insights and have super precise targeting so you're sending the right message at the right time to the right customer with the right product or service. So whether you're a billion dollar business or just starting out, Klaviyo is the e-commerce marketing platform for growth during the holidays and into twenty twenty one, which is going to be an amazing year. So get a free trial at clavio.com slash twist. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash twist. Get a free trial right now at clavio.com slash twist. K-L-A V-I-Y-O.com slash twist. Okay, let's get back to this amazing episode. Welcome back to this week in stars. My guest is inventor Jamie Simonoff of ring.com. I've absolutely Demolished Jamie's early career when he was in the trow of despair, which every entrepreneur must go through. Correct, Jamie?
2: I think you know. It's, it's, as we were kind of laughing about it, getting into this, the, the truth is, at the time, it was to to I, I was it. I would wake up at night in my bed, and I tried not to wake up my wife when I was crying, and that's like that's <laughs> that's no, that's serious. Like I, I really Literally was weeping. I, I had I. Basically had taken the little bit of like success I had, put it all into this and was watching it in front of my eyes. If you will, the Amazon reviews go just blow into the ether. Um, (laughs) and I didn't know how to get out of it. I I didn't know how to build product. I didn't, you know, I, I was trying to do the best we could. Um, but it was, it was like at the time you couldn't see a, a avenue out of this. Um, wow! You know, it looked like a death spiral, and you know, luckily, i I had gone so far down this one way road that turning around was just death. So I just kept going, but it was In other it words, was brutal.
1: The the you burned the boats on the beach. There was oh, no oh. going back.
2: I burned the beach, the boats, the everything, everything, everything.
1: Yes. Uh, the compass, everything was everything. burned. Everything, the maps. <laughs> There was no way to get uh, back. <laughs> yeah. We have to make this work. Yes. Uh, and in a way, was that freeing in that you knew what direction <sighs> to go or were you still absolutely anxious and you know had your toes over the cliff? The
2: pr- I think the problem is in hardware is it's so capital intensive uh, that to say you're scared looking at the future of like what you, like you, you meet with someone and they're like, oh, what you have to do is hire... 500 engineers and rebuild this and you're like we're broke at the time and (laughs) it's like you know and and, and yeah i'm gonna now go raise money on what you're you're seeing like the the dashboard is public basically of the company yes and i'm gonna go to an investor and say hey put in five million dollars look at what i've done and it's like okay (laughs) so it was it was you know it was scary i mean it was it really was
1: so did you try to raise money and go to people and say look at my and they would pull up these reviews and how do you get over that objection
2: so i i i got super lucky um yeah again i i, I would say i was working hard but i also got lucky we got on shark tank mm-hmm. um and with the awareness and credibility of shark tank it gave us enough of a, a sort of a flywheel effect that i could get a little bit of extra money in through sales that I probably would not have gotten otherwise which let me hire some engineers and rebuild the inside of the company to then go to an investor and say hey I see what you're seeing here but look at this is what I'm really doing um wow. yeah and I brought it to true ventures and they like I, I think they were so skeptical they had to invest like they it was like It was like such an insane story that it was almost like, let's just see what happens.
1: Do you attribute the fact that you were unwilling to give up to what made you attractive to them as an investor?
2: I think definitely like, yes, I think coming in, like I should have already shut it down and been pitching them on my next thing. And I think they were impressed that I was like, and I was totally open about it and humble. I was like, here's what I've did. Here's what I learned and this is where we're going and i what got them though, was the mission because my mission from day 1 with this which i wh- what got me excited about the product was that i thought it could be a new way of deterring crime in neighborhoods mm-hmm. that had never been done before so i really did see early on this like w- once i had built it on the door and sort of got there it was my wife was kind of the one who said yeah this makes me feel like we have gates and when people come to the house they'll now think we're home even if we're not and so that's what had me excited. And so when I pitched uh, True, I said, you know, this is a way to make neighborhoods safer and a way to build home mm. security and neighborhood security in a different way. And that was the, that was the hook. I mean, that was the- ah.
1: So you basically took these really hard-earned lessons, but when you opened the aperture up and said, hey, listen, I, I know that the product got mixed reviews, and let's be fair, it wasn't all bad reviews, and everybody yeah. saw the potential. I mean, one of the things you get from those reviews is disappointment because they really wanted this to work, and so that's very powerful. That's almost like I I wanted to love this movie or I wanted to love this restaurant, and but you know they sat us late or something. It's not like the killer where I don't want this product. It's I really do want this to exist. I'm rooting for it. It's
2: and you're right. It's actually very interesting. There's a lot of hardware companies that launched that had five star review products. That, but in the review, it said, like, I got it working, the product's great, I'm not that interested anymore. It was like, yes. and it was almost a false positive, then people would invest and put all these like, hun- like, there's a lot of companies that looked a lot better than we did mm. in this sort of timeframe of hardware being funded, that looked a lot better, got a lot more money than we did, where I would look at them and say, wow, man, if I could have raised $10 million, what could I could have done with that? yeah and they all just like just right into the ground
1: there was one that was like the xox or something that was like a camera you would attach to your iphone that would make it a better camera and they had raised tens of millions and you know just tons of dashboard cameras all kinds of interesting ideas that people just yeah you're right they they got them working they loved them in concept but they didn't actually use them and this was something that was a, a really acute need for people and opening up to a bigger mission made people more attracted to it
2: yeah and i'd also say because because of the people who listen to your show i'd add this because i think it is interesting is that um when a product comes out and it's perfect right off the bat it's actually typically been if you look and i think you can see the data on this a bad sign for the company because it means that what you're doing is not innovative enough and it's too Mm. easy Mm. and it's almost like having a Again, like like you said, like it worked for some people. It wasn't like Doorbot wasn't like a you know a a total dud, but it didn't do the promise that people wanted it to do. But part of that was because it was so hard to do, and so it took us Mm -hmm. longer to figure that out. It took us iterations of learning on that, which built that internal sort of like in the company. It built that muscle, which then made us you know stronger and obviously into a you know long term into a successful outcome.
1: Yeah, if it's too easy. It's not ambitious enough, I guess, is a way to say yeah. it. And this was so ambitious. And providing neighborhood security and this network of security was so um such a big heady uh mission. And you immediately saw a payoff where people started to have, you know, package at the same time, Amazon packages were getting stolen as like a a reoccurring occurrence. Uh and you decided to let people share those and build advertising around them correct
2: uh not advertising but we built definitely built the social media this yeah the, the way for people to connect in their neighborhood um to share that information to be safer to talk about what's happening and so yeah we built a definitely a very different um it's interesting even today when people say who's your competitor the truth is that there really is only one ring um the way that we present the product because we're so missionary i think is different than we're not just sell we're not selling product we're selling a a experience around neighborhood security
1: yeah and, and, but it was really interesting i think as a viral component at the time because social media was getting its legs under it and these videos of people you know being able to prove hey look somebody actually took that package i can i can actually prove that that happened and we can and then magically if there was crime in a neighborhood somebody's you know uh, doorbell could be a key piece of information of a getaway car or something like that what's an example what was the first example where you realized oh my god we could we could solve a crime that had, had occurred
2: so so we actually so we had the mission we never we were very quiet about the mission externally early on because we mm. thought that we could lose trust with our customers if we overpromised. Mm -hmm. um and so internally like if you came to work for ring i'd say here's the mission here's this and it was this guy greg garfield who was in um tarzana which as you know from living in la is just sort of just north of where we were in la and uh someone came to his door knocked on it he saw them on the doorbell they broke the door down while he's like looking at it he's like like holy cow yeah probably more than that even yeah and Calls nine one one. Cops come get get this guy. He has a gun on him. The whole thing. Wow. And We take this this you know burglar uh, off the streets with a gun, and it was just an unbelievable. Like that was like our first like true wow. like we saw the like from you know total thing like this person who had a gun was off the streets because of our product.
1: It, w- it was no longer theoretical. Yes, uh, it was actually reality. The mission. Uh, and it was so, it was so in your head. You can even remember the name of the customer in oh, yeah. the exact detail because, and so now that night you go to sleep and instead of prying in your bed, you sleep like a baby <laughs> or you're so excited. You're going out <laughs> yeah. popping bottles and taking yeah. the pop charger with you. So everybody's phone <laughs> is fully charged at the club. I yeah. correct.
2: <laughs> yeah. We, we still had a long way to go. So I don't, but we were definitely, that was one of the early sort of, yeah, like, wow. Um, you know, And that was actually Richard Branson pinged me like right after that news report came in. And that's wow. what got him in.
1: Wow. All right. When we get back from this quick yeah. commercial break, I want to talk about um, actually all these new products you've come up with and this, and this suite of products, because I saw you launch something that I think is uh, peak Jamie Siminoff. I think it might be the greatest product of your career. I mean that in a good way. A good. That's why I said peak, (laughs) Jamie Siminoff. You at your best. And I think it'll be your best product ever. And I can't wait for it when we get back on This Week in Startups. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. What's next? What if? Are we ready? Now what? These are the questions that can keep founders up at night. And no one understands this quite like Silicon Valley Bank. For over 35 years, Silicon Valley Bank has helped thousands of high-growth companies by providing scalable financial solutions along with insights and expertise that many banks just can't. From healthcare to hardware, software to infrastructure, Silicon Valley Bank works with companies across the innovation landscape at all stages of the journey, anticipating their needs before they do. And by providing access to insights and in-depth reports, SVB can help you make more informed decisions and assist in turning your great idea into a great business, which could be why 50% of U.S.-based, venture-backed, tech and life science companies bank with SVB. Will your business be next? Learn more at svb.com slash next. Silicon Valley Bank, built for what's next. Hey, my good friend Jamie Simonoff is with us and we're chopping it up talking about the old days in LA. And what an amazing journey he's had with Ring. If you uh don't have a Ring product, there is a complete line of amazing products at ring.com. You should go check them out. And you released a new product that to me uh is as I said, peak Jamie. Uh, I think it's going to be your best-selling product ever. It is an in-home drone. That'll do what I've always dreamed of, which is, I believe this is what it's going to do. When I'm not home, I don't want to have cameras all over my house on the inside. That's weird. But when I'm not home, I do want to be able to fly. I think they call it a sortie. Is that what they call it in the uh, business? Where the plane just flies over air and just checks everything out. I want to fly that mission, check every room, and have it land again. Just so if I'm out or I'm out of town, whatever it is, the drone can fly and tell me there's nobody in the house or this is where fondue is and I get a little picture of my dog. Explain this product and how close it is to reality because I've been waiting for this a long time and I was actually pitched on two or three companies, one doing it outside of the house, one was doing it inside of the house. Nobody's ever seemed to get this right and get a product to market that I know of. Explain the product, what's the name, how much will it cost, when can we get it?
2: So, I mean, you explained it the best because I think products should come from a user need, not the mm. technology. And so right. uh, we call it the Ring Always Home Cam. Um, it, it is a drone, uh, but we're kind of, to me, the, the drone and the tech and all of that stuff should be something the customer doesn't ever think about. Mm. It should be exactly what you said, which is, I also don't want to have indoor cameras all over my home. Um but if something happens in my home and I'm not there, then I want to literally have every angle of every part of my home to be able to see it. And so what a, what a drone lets you do is do that. So we have built a autonomous drone. It's not, you don't fly it like a RC car. Um, you know, you, it, you set it up, you preset it up. So you say like master bedroom, uh, fly the house route. And so you set up the map and do all that stuff. And then when you're gone, you could always just just hit a button. It'll go and it'll go to the master bedroom or whatever, and you'll see what you want to see. It'll go back and land on its cradle. What's also really cool is it, it integrates to our alarm system. So if someone, you know, if the front door blows open, it'll just automatically launch, go there, and then you can just go right into your phone and see it and be like, oh, you know, no, it's fine. It blew open or, I, I, you know, wow. someone came in or, yeah, exactly.
1: Wow. That's incredible. Can you imagine, though, in the case of a break in, If that person who broke into that Tarzana home was greeted with a drone, they're running the hell out of there. Yeah. They're done. They're out.
2: And we call it that it's like privacy you can hear. Because Uh, the drone is actually loud, which is good because I don't want a stealthy flying camera that like I don't know it's there. I love that you hear it. I love that like if yeah, if that guy had come in that door and a freaking (laughs) Coming out like that is horrifying, and yeah. you're out of there. um So, so I do love like how the whole thing sort of comes together to build a product that never existed, and the price point, which I usually I never sort of harp on price because I don't think that's how you compete. I
1: pay. I would pay a thousand dollars for this. Well, I'm gonna, I would I'm gonna, not even think about paying a thousand for it. I would um, order one for uh, each of my six homes. Uh, I don't have six homes. I have one. <laughs> I have one in an office. Well, but I would uh, order those two and I'd order for my parents. I'd give it as a Christmas gift at a thousand.
2: Well I have I'm to figure out how to, I have to figure out how to charge you a thousand. It's <laughs> it, it is two forty nine. That's um, not
1: possible. How is that even possible, Jamie? That's you know, ridiculous.
2: It, and this is the like when we started looking at this, part of why we never came out with one is the cost of all the components was I mean, it would easily have been over two thousand dollars to build yeah. this, you know, two years ago but autonomous cars all of these things have been pushing the cost of these components like lidar down and mm-hmm. so as they come down and come down and come down and they get more volume in other places it's allowed us to finally cross the barrier of where it's a consumer sort of product that you can you can buy
1: now lidar is a key piece of this i saw the new iphone 12 has lidar built into it that to me is a little bit of a tell that apple wants to get the price as you're saying of lidar down because if 100 million or 250 million of these phones go and they put an order in for 100 million of those little lidar units that's going to lower the price so with this is it like um i guess some of the google technology where you walk around with your smartphone and you build the model of your house or is that built into the to the drone where i walk the drone around my house and it builds the the floor plan as it were so that's
2: exactly what you do you basically walk around with it it's building it it's telling you like i don't have data here go back you get to you then go on and you sort of can build the map and where your windows and doors are you put where different things are it's yeah you pre-build the whole sort of mm. system and then when you have and then you pre-build the routes or the sorties as you said which i like yeah. that but but uh yeah you just pre-build all the routes and then you just have it you just click on them and tell it where to go
1: what would be great too is if i I don't know if this is possible, but if I'm not home, can I set it up to do one of these every hour and make me a little GIF or something, you know, and text it to me or something, or, you know, have it in the app as like a little looped thing so I could have it, you know, on some regular basis?
2: So I think that's what's exciting is that you could see this with an alarm system when it's, you know, uh, when it's armed in a way that you say, when it's armed in a way, I want you to do X and Y and Z. Yes. Um, and and yes, and stitch it together. And I think you've probably seen some of those 3D scans of homes and mm-hmm. things like that. So you, you could sort of see how you could play that out for now. You know, we're going to walk before we run. There's a yeah. lot of technology here to sort of build and we want to deliver on the sort of that first use case. Um, but definitely, I, I think it could be a better, you know, a, a product that does more for the home. And again, knowing when you're away from the home and the privacy side of this is just so important. Like when it's in the cradle, you can't even, like the camera can't see out. So it obscures the camera. Ah. So there's just, so it's, it is like a, it is the uber privacy focused camera that then allows you to have these features in your home when you want them.
1: And of course that was like the ridiculous late stage journalism reaction to it. it was like, oh my God, you know, privacy in the home. Now Amazon's going to know what's going on inside your house. Um, and it was like, wait a second. I looked at it and I was like, that only comes out when i tell it to it's only to come out when i'm not home and i think the cameras at the bottom of that like yeah. stick on it so this actually is less intrusive than having cameras inside your home yeah but of course you know everybody misses that because they don't even read or the product spec or watch the video
2: I, there was one like tweet that went back and forth and someone said to the person who wrote the first thing about privacy said you know like, well, here's all the features it actually has, but you probably already knew that, and the person who wrote the original tweet uh was like, "Yes, I did. I was just trying to be, you know, like I was just, it's, it's like a jerk, <laughs> but yeah, but it's it, it is interesting that that is like, you know, has become a thing, which is like salaciousness is like better than fact. And on this one. You know it's it is loud it's it's like it's if this sneaks up on you like i mean you it can't it's it's just like it that's what i love and that's, what I, it, yes. that's what i love about it like I, I and i like that like i like that we built a just a super privacy centric indoor camera
1: does it have like bright lights on it so if it does go to a situation it can put the lights on or blare an so alarm it, or something
2: it, it, it has a it has a light on it um mm. and so yeah so you, you have a light on it camera um
1: mm. You know. see that when the light goes off that's going to be a big one for deterring people who might come to the house so if somebody was outside the window oh, and they're see, like, messing a with p- the window yeah. yeah this thing comes by and puts the light on them it's like really cool and then uh, I guess the optional paint gun paintball gun is uh, coming soon <laughs> the ability yeah, to shoot bu- yeah, you know, Amazon, le-
2: Amazon legal I think sh- you know I think they did not approve that one so no armaments
1: on your uh, drone I'll
2: have to yeah they have to, I'll have to look back at that one
1: Actually, if you go on YouTube, there are a bunch of oh. you know people in Russia who like play with the weaponry or whatever. You've probably seen some of these oh. where they they just put paintball guns uh, and then sometimes real guns onto drones, and they yeah. zoom them over and they. That's pretty pretty compelling. <laughs> so uh,
2: these big outdoor drones. I mean, they'll they'll carry stuff.
1: They have they can really carry stuff. Hey, when we get back uh, from this quick and final break, I want to talk about the acquisition because I had Mark Suster, our mutual friend, on the pod. I believe. Was he an investor?
2: He was, yeah. He was big an investor. investor
1: yeah. Big investor. Um, and I asked him point blank, like, hey, if, if this company had existed today, would they have spacked?" And he said, I think that would have been a possibility. So I want to talk about the Amazon acquisition, how you made that difficult decision when you had such a great growing business to become part of the Amazon family. Uh, and if you regret it, and if you think you should be a standalone public company right now, would you have spacked? when we get back on This Week in Startups? One of the toughest parts of building a company is choosing which tools and providers to use. You wanna pick the best solution for each and every department to help your employees succeed because they all deserve the best and you wanna make their lives easy. But there are so many functions in a startup and each space has endless vendor sales tools, email marketing, accounting, HR and payroll, project management, customer support, point of sale, e-commerce. It goes on and on and on and on. Eventually you end up with a Frankenstack of tools that cost a lot and don't integrate properly with each other. Well, Odoo is here to change that. Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of software that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your startup. It's that simple. It's simple and modular, so you use what you need and all their apps integrate perfectly with each other. Plus, it's open-sourced, so you can spend your freshly raised capital on talent instead of expensive software. So here is the CTA, the old call to action. Your first app is free forever. And right now, Odoo is offering you $1,000 in credits on your first implementation pack think about that $1,000 is one of the best offers in the history of the show. So I want you to go to odoo.com slash twist. That's odoo.com slash twist odoo.com slash twist. Go ahead and do it now sign up get that $1,000 credit before it goes away because these things don't always last. And thank you to odoo for supporting this week in startups. Let's get back to this amazing episode. Jamie Simonoff back for his fourth appearance. What a great guest. What a great entrepreneur and friend. Uh so you heard the tease. Do you think if the company had existed in this era, would it would have just spAcked?
2: I, I think um I don't know if we would have spacked. I think we would be public. Oh. Um and I think we'd actually be a great public company. Um looking at other companies, what you know, revenue-wise, what we're doing compared to them, I think we would mm-hmm. be a very large uh yeah. public company right now and leading pact in the sort of tech mm. space uh, amazon uh of the doesn't, other, other newer ones you know like yeah the, the, the,
1: amazon doesn't break out your revenue they don't
2: they don't right. so that's why i'd be a little careful with how i talk about it but i do think yeah. we would be a
1: yeah it would be one, hundreds of it's clearly hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue obviously because you're at tens of millions when you were a private company so uh, we'd be good. Would, we'd be good we, we'd be, you'd be fine being spacked so how did the amazon acquisition go down were you running a process and looking for a buyer were you out of money and desperate to sell what was the situation
2: it's a i mean it was a up and down we were actually we were, we were raising around um we had a issue come up with an injunction on one of our products Oof. that that prevented the round from completing a day before two days before the wire um going into christmas it kind of <sighs> it was it was like yeah, I Like mean, a like,
1: patent type thing, an IP type thing?
2: Yeah, and, it, and it, it, was, it was a little thing, like the actual, like on the surface area of Ring, it was like a tiny little area, but the mm. optics of it were just not good and this, you know, it was one of my best lessons is never have an investor come in who wasn't missionary as well. Um, this right. was a total financial investor Oof. and they just got immediately scared off, ran for the hills, literally yeah. had done hundreds of thousands of dollars of of consultants in and the whole thing and finished the whole process. The wire was coming. Oh yeah, it was right at the end. Wow, so that going, is brutal. So going into the holidays in 2017, we have now the maximum amount of, of uh, inventory out there. So we're in the worst cash position. Oof. We were having you know, over $100 million come in at the time. So you, know, you didn't plan sort of... Like, the way you planned was to have that money coming in, which was coming in. And when it didn't come in, we were then in a very bad cash position. Mm. Um, and at the same time, Amazon was sort of talking to us about sort of, you know, hey, maybe we'll do something. They actually also then said, hey, like we're, you know, until this is solved, we're out as well. So oh. all of a sudden I went from like either raising around or maybe even selling or whatever to like just end of two thousand oh. like, so this is like November of 2017, is just like oh. and
1: brutal all that work to get to the top of the mountain yeah and then somebody just knocks your legs out from under you and you start tumbling down the mountain again
2: yeah right as you're
1: about to summit
2: We weren't even tumbling; we were just like free falling. Like it was like a, cl- it was th- that was a cliff, and so Oof. we ended up You're settling. Like, I hope
1: one of these. What do they call those carabiners or whatever they yeah, are? Exactly. I hope catches. one of those sticks because they're, hope it they're popping off,
2: pop, 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 yeah. pop, oh, yeah. <laughs> zip, zip, zip. <laughs> and so it one did catch that we settled the thing as soon as we settled it. Mark, <sighs> Schu- Mark Schuster came in with a check to back us. Nice, um, a nice. big check, but for his size fund, like a big check. I'll yep. never forget him coming into my office. And I said, "Listen, I understand if you don't want to do this." And he was like, during the the as we're still free falling. He came in and said wow. he was going to do it. Um, and and I, I remember saying like, you know, you don't have to do this, like kind of like. And he said, "No, I still believe in it, and uh, we're going to do this." And so that's like Holy one carabiner catches, and then we settle the thing.
1: Oof, now you got then, two. You're good. Now you're yeah. swinging.
2: Yeah, and then Amazon said, "Hey, like, well, let's let's talk again." Um, and you know, my thing was, I, 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 at that point, we definitely could have raised more money and could have kept going for it. Um, but you know what? What what really did it for me with Amazon was I told my team from day one that our mission was to make neighborhoods safer, and that we would do anything to to scale and to make neighbor like anything that would make neighborhoods safer, we would do. Like that's how that's how we we're going to make our decisions. And if I looked at going public and standalone in, in X years, or mm-hmm. being part of Amazon, and you know having a team like that help us to make neighborhoods safer, which one's going to accelerate us faster? Right. And and to be, you know, I had to be honest with myself and with the team, and I said, listen, I, e- this is a good outcome for everyone. Yeah. Is it the financially best outcome? I don't know. I'm not an economist. Right. But it is certainly the best for Ring. And uh, for sure. And- and because of that, I'm happy I made the decision. I think I think Amazon has been a great family to be part of. They've they've kept to their word and they've allowed us to really do something exceptional with the brand and help people.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I'm I'm I, I think you know Tony Shea as well. Yep. And I'm yeah. good friends with Tony for a long time. And I was always amazed that, you know, Jeff, to his credit, like let Tony run Zappos and it always had its own culture. And I, I yep. think one of the great um Companies to be acquired by really has become Amazon because they know when how to help but not hurt and not kill the culture at a company and you know the the fact that they kept Tony Shea there for so long he's was amazing. There. The fact that I, you're I, still there is amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah, uh he's still there. Audible CEO's still yeah. there. Yeah. Whole Foods. Uh, like I mean, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. so it, it it is Jeff. Jeff has a sort of a tenant that you let you know let the entrepreneur like support the entrepreneur you support them and it's so it's been amazing uh
1: just curious like does jeff drive these acquisitions is he involved in them or does his team just do it and you know he gives you a high five at the end
2: it depends (laughs) on like obviously where they are um i mean jeff knew about this acquisition but this was driven by my now boss dave limp who runs devices uh for amazon so it was in his group and so amazon's now sort of uh you know, AWS, sort of the com- the commerce business, and then devices is kind of three of the bigger pieces.
1: And at the scale Amazon's at now, I'm assuming the manufacture of your devices has changed completely. You must have learned a ton or no. Was it on the same trajectory it always was? Because they, they were yeah. building those Kindles for close to two decades now. They've been building, you know, their tablets and um, the what's their device their fire or something what's the one oh, that fire, they stick,
2: fire stick fire stick i mean they've yep. been at this yep. for a while
1: i mean they even did their phone uh, for yeah. a while yeah
2: they're big they do a lot of consumer electronics yeah um alexa it, of
1: course yeah yeah it,
2: it's been interesting um you know i, I always say it, it feels like when my dad gave me a credit card and said like yeah. buy the things you need like it's uh, almost kind of like i feel like jeff gave me a credit card and said here's the store like you can choose what you want uh mm. to get from it Um, but don't let the sort of the stuff fall off the shelf into your cart. So don't let us push things onto you, you decide. And so some stuff we've actually kept very ring, uh, like our marketing, you know, we've Mm. kept it uh, very much because that's really shows who we are and the brand. Um, And so that's really stayed in-house. And then other parts like, yeah, manufacturing, certainly we've gotten a lot of benefit from, you know, as as you saw my early days of manufacturing, you said, you're Jamie Siminoff. Like you got to stop doing this. Like that's the early days. You know yeah. now where we are now. So yeah.
1: And you're doing a ton of marketing yourself. I see you in the commercials. I always get a kick out of that. What's that like to now be like micro famous or yeah? I don't know. Do people like see you on the street and just yell the word ring or <laughs> what happens <laughs> it, now?
2: Actually, it's funny. The commercials did a little bit of that, but being right. on Shark Tank actually ah, yes. got like that really did when I when I became a shark on Shark Tank. That like that was funny people did like i say like i was at a um lakers or celtics game or something or a, a clippers game with my son and this guy behind me goes you know he like comes up and goes, you're my favorite shark and i was like oh. whoa what's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> do <Don't> tell cuban and <laughs> <in> soccer
1: <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. how, how um, many of those did you do
2: i only did two
1: you did two yeah, yeah. so they brought you that was that was kind was, of sweet of them to bring you back and do that yeah, That's super cool yeah i mean
2: and As you know, I mean, you knew me, like, early, early on. Yeah. Just being on Shark Tank for me was like winning the Olympics. I mean, that was, totally that was huge. And so, to go back as, like, a shark was, you know, that was, like,
1: 10x. It's interesting, you know, entrepreneurially, where until you have success, people can be very dismissive, and then you have success, and people can be overly, you know, whatever i mean it's just basically fair weather friends right i mean yes. you and i were coming up at the same time trying to figure this stuff out and then you get a couple of hits and then all of a sudden everybody thinks you're a genius and you're like but i was the same person yesterday yeah and it is a v- I, it's always been very interesting for me in my career when i've had because i you know had some big early wins yep. with the magazines and became famous early on in new york and then lost everything then up again then down again talk about that and just what that's like as an entrepreneur when nobody wants to take the meeting, nobody takes you seriously, and then all of a sudden everybody wants the meeting, and everybody wants to get a piece or get you to be an LP in yeah. the fund or fund their startup or mentor you and all that kind of stuff.
2: I mean, I think the most important part of it is to remember. and I think you've done a great job of, of this, of like the, who you are and that, like to you said, like what you said, like people are people. Yeah. Like, like money actually is such a bad indicator of how smart they are. Or how, right. inter- or how interesting they are, even like go past smart, like just interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it's finding, I, I try to find interesting people um, it, at, at all levels of their career uh, to, to sort of spend my time with, because that, that to me is like what is fun. And when you can fund then someone who really needs it, uh, you know, I, I love doing that. Um, but certainly you're right. I think there is this, it's kind of like the stock market. It's like if your stock is up, you guys must be doing really well, and it turns out like not a great short-term indicator of how good someone is. Um,
1: yeah, it, it's it is certainly interesting. I always thought you were one of the most talented product people I ever met, and I, I always said that. Like people say, who do you respect on a product base, I'd be like, you know, this kid Alex too from Million Dollar Homepage and Com, and Jamie Siminoff and Elon and ev williams and jack like there's a group of people who just know how to build product They have this like really good intuition about what the customer wants and they have the ability to sort of will it into being um what have you learned on that note about your gift of identifying a problem and creating the solution because i phone tag to me and unsubscribe are as brilliant as ring I I saw in those, like, wow, these are just such really great insights. What have you learned about channeling those insights into products? If you could explain it to somebody coming up in their career who's listening to the podcast of how do you take your idea and manifest it in a product and know it's a great idea?
2: So I think there's, I I called myself when I started Ring, the chief inventor. Um, Mm. And I think, so keeping that mindset of, I, I think there's too often we focus on the business like we focus on trying to build a company mm-hmm. and I focus when you focus as an inventor, you focus on solving problems. And I think companies exist to solve people's problems. Um, you know, Jeff says Amazon's the most customer centric company in the world. And I think if you keep that focus. So I'd say maintaining customer focus and not getting sort of, t- uh, getting letting the company sort of become its own way of pulling you out of that is very important as you grow. Um, early on, I think. Also, standing for something. I think mission is something I really learned matters because it helps focus your product, it helps focus your solution, it helps get your. When you have a mission, customers want to be part of that, uh, employees want to be part of that, investors want to be part of that. So you're like getting all these tailwinds in your direction by having a mission versus just saying, "Hey, I built this thing, buy it. Uh, I get forty percent margin on it." And so mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that fo- like. Missionary versus mercenary is just such a better way to go, especially because most of the time we fail anyway. And so at least if you fail doing something good, it feels better than failing doing something that was literally just for, you know, capital gain.
1: Yeah. And it, when you say that, it brings me back to that moment you were like curled up in a pole trying to not wake your wife up from sobbing. And you're like, you know, if you're going to cry in bed. Uh it's a lot better to cry in bed about something you care deeply about and you're yeah. a missionary about than a mercenary thing, like if you're crying in bed because you've built something that's a widget that has no meaning to you it's like
2: what's yeah, kind of and, and the, and the only success is like literally success like that's like it's like if it doesn't make financial success you le- you, you you lost and with ring mm-hmm. once Greg Garfield and I got that kid off the street with a gun, yeah, honestly in some ways like I, that was. Like I had, I I rang the bell. Like that was, yeah. you know, that was success in, it, for the company. Now doing it more and more was more success. But, but you know,
1: yeah, it's kind of as good as it gets when somebody has that kind of experience. It for an entrepreneur, it just it closes the loop in a way, right? From yeah that moment of inception to the moment of it actually getting there I, w- I was actually with elon when the rocket got to space and had dinner with him that night the first time he got there i was actually at dinner with him as well When the one spiraled out of control and it was like so close <laughs> uh, do you, do
2: you, i don't know if you remember you you invited me over to your house the night before my son was born yeah uh it was me you elon and there was like maybe two other people you're playing poker
1: ah yeah i remember that yes we were all and, hanging out. And,
2: and he had just met with the u.s government to try to get the big contract Contract,
1: yeah yeah and was if he days. didn't
2: get it i think i'm pretty sure he would have been like yeah i think
1: he said that was like it
2: gone yeah, yeah like and so yeah. that was yeah
1: yeah i mean it's where it's it's really interesting how tenuous these companies are you know <sighs> like that one carabina saves you well, yeah you know two all of a sudden when two of those break People forget how much speed, right? Like the velocity becomes, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a math yeah. genius either, but I think it starts to become exponential. Like the chances of the next one holding up gets worse and worse, the and more force is going down. And of what's also interesting
2: from the other side is being the carabiner for someone is not only a nice thing, it's like not only a good thing to help save someone, uh, but how profitable it can be. Like Mark yes. Schuster, I believe, made more return on that investment in terms of the speed at which he returned it right, like, and the amount. Than Mm. ever in his history of his fund so so he did a good thing he literally saved my life Ah. and he also got a very nice return for it so i think you know it's it's a
1: that's fantastic as well um hey as we're getting towards the end of the hour and i know i know you've been very gracious with your time um what is the story with uh police having access to the cameras i know that's been a flashpoint Uh, for me i think it's brilliant i i would love for police to have access to local cameras uh in london and england uh cctv has really helped make it a much safer place in san francisco we preemptively banned ai for cameras and we're kind of anti-camera in a city that's overrun with crime i think it's completely hypocritical if anybody's kid god forbid was kidnapped they would be begging for there to be a camera network out there Um, and i'm fine with there being some level of cameras out there to help protect people and uh, and obviously privacy could be compromised, but I'm kind of okay with a little bit of that risk in order to make the world a much safer place so explain to people what the network of cameras uh, and that sort of system the vision for it, and then where you're at in terms of executing on it
2: yeah, I think it's what is is it's been misunderstood that we yeah. Built something for the police. We actually right. built something that is more privacy centric for our customers. Um, which today, uh, today in any neighborhood uh, without any technology, if something happens, uh, if a kid gets taken on the street, like the, the police are going to come in, they're going to knock on doors, they're going to ask, "Do you have camera footage? Do you have this?" So if you were the person in the neighborhood, you're going to get someone knocking on your door in a uniform, and they're going to say, "Hey, can I see your cameras?" And that's Just in essence, that is a unnerving thing regardless. Now, and then the police, you got to figure out how to get that data, whether it's on a little hard drive or on the cloud or emailing it. So it's a, it's a super uh, inefficient process. And it's also not privacy centric where they're actually face to face with you. What we built was a system for our, for our customers that if the police need footage, they can request to our cloud. Uh, we then send an alert saying, Hey, Jason, uh this incident happened in your neighborhood, would you give the police footage from you know nine a.m. to ten PM on this day from your cameras? Now, if you say no, it's anonymous. They don't know. So hmm. it literally versus that person at your door, if if, if they knock on your door and, and you say no, that's a kind of a weird thing to say. And maybe it's yeah. because of something look, it, it might not be nefarious. It's just because, like, I don't know, you were doing something weird that day in front of your house. Who who knows? Right. Um, and you just don't want to share. Right. If you say yes, then obviously yes. Then we the the footage, you know, you are now handing it over. The police then use it under so their So you're creating a process,
1: which then also creates an audit trail, yes. which is better for everybody. So if the police yes. were doing something that was fugazi, and they shouldn't be, it was somebody who was trying to spy on yeah. their ex or something, uh, nefarious, it would be an official request versus the knock on the door request. So now Correct. it's an audit trail, so that's better.
2: It's tracked, it's anonymous, it's... It, yeah. it, I, that, like, we really did bring to this process, I think, like, we, we you know,
1: we upped it. Um, it's, it's, it's very thoughtful. It's very considered. you thought the process through. It's not that they have unlimited access to every ring doorbell. They have the ability to request access yes. to it. And then you have the ability to opt into that request, which, by the way, is just making the real world process better.
2: Yes. And you can also opt out fully and never see it again
1: so it's a hundred percent in control and of course you get barbecued this by late stage journalists who are looking for a headline to just barbecue technology because now all of a sudden technology and companies and entrepreneurs are the enemy of the state for some crazy reason it's so weird isn't it like 10 years ago everybody loved technology and companies and innovation and now it's like this weird moment where everybody is a socialist communist hates it and yeah, and or, I think I guess I, a vocal I, minority. Uh,
2: you know. I, I do. Think, I, th- I think some scrutiny is good, or I should say, some. I think scrutiny is good. Yeah. Um, but I do think facts should win. Um, that would be when, nice. Yeah. So that that to <laughs> me, that's the thing. Like I, I'm fine with being grilled on anything that we do. We are a large company. We do. You know, we're we're doing a lot of things in neighborhoods, and I think there's nothing wrong with the press or someone else giving us scrutiny. I do think that the facts should win, and on this one. I do. I do believe that what we're doing is is really good for our customers, our neighbors, and privacy in general.
1: Yeah, it's a absolutely no brainer to do this uh, to make your neighborhood safer. I, I don't understand why people would not want to have a more efficient way to just deliver that information and have the audit trail. Um, now, how do you feel about? facial recognition? Because that seems to be another flashpoint where people are like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to be identified. And obviously, in some countries, the government has CCTV cameras, and they can track people. What do you think the right approach to that is?
2: So we have not launched facial recognition as a company to our customers, Uh, we would not sell it to police or sort of organizations like that. Um, and our position on it is, you know, with, as with any feature is until it's something that really brings value to our customers, we're not going to launch it. So I always look at like the always home cam with the the drone. Um, you know, I saw that for a long time that I could build something, but until the price point hit the right thing, until I could build the right features on it and thought that it was really a, um, a true product that people could use and get benefit from. we just don't, we're just not going to put it out there.
1: Yeah. I think that's, pretty thoughtful it would be nice uh and i think some other camera companies allow you to know this person's home so you can identify specific people if you want to program it but it's not like it's hitting some database of all faces in the world yep so what about that if i just wanted to know oh hey my this daughter's home or this person's in front of the camera and i program it on my side is that a bridge too far or is that seems to me to be my choice of which faces I, I think
2: it it's definitely an, it's an interesting new area and like you said there are some camera companies that are doing it. Um mm. yeah, we're st- we're still watching it. We want to make sure that whatever we do is thoughtful and and uh mm. and good for our customers.
1: Yeah, it it's to me in a city it's a no-brainer. I think the way it should work in a city is it should be like when you subpoena phone records where you go in front of a judge and say, "Hey, there is this corpus of video cameras over the last 10 days in the city." city of san francisco city of la wherever it is london we have an abducted child we would like to search for this child's face for this purpose over this number of days so we're not searching for your yep. ex-wife for the last year to try to find out who she's dating so you can stalk her or some crazy police officer who's gone rogue it's like this specific instance it goes to a judge the police captain brings it the b cops then get the results and it's for a limited time frame that would be such a no-brainer and make everybody super safe, which I think they have at all the tunnels. It's one of the ways they, they catch criminals now. Is every time they go through an easy pass or something, they can catch them with that.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I think thoughtful regulation around any of these things is good. Like that's what sort of the role of government can play. And I I actually look at that as exactly what you're saying, which is like bring thoughtful like regis- legislation to the forefront, and then you know let's let's use that.
1: Did you guys ha- do you guys have your own, like, uh, alarm company to then go, uh, you know, dispatch the police now? Is that all built in now? We do, products? yeah. So we
2: have the, the ring alarm, um, $10 a month with professional monitoring. So we sort of broke the sound barrier of that whole sort of thing. Yeah. No, no contracts. Um, yeah, so.
1: That whole ADT thing that was paying 150 bucks a month for and getting barbecued, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, we can. we can you know, bring 10, it down to 10, $120 a year instead. 10, of <laughs> 10 bucks a month. Yeah.
1: Uh and that's become a popular option, I take it. People yeah, are starting that's, to use that.
2: Been a, that's been a great product for us. And it's yeah, it's a good ecosystem product because also knowing the status of the home is important to set your cameras of how you want them to give you motion detection of an always home, you know, camera like the drone, if you're in this alarmed away mode, it can do things based on knowing that. So that's really what I love about the alarm is knowing the status of the home of what you mm-hmm. decided. Not just what some sensor decided, but what you've stated, like you've said, the status is I'm away, and it's yeah. armed.
1: That makes total total yeah. sense. What hardware are you looking at? Like we talked about LiDAR, lowering costs. Are there other things that are coming down the pipe that you look at hardware and say, hmm, that's sort of interesting? Um, um, AR, I'd maybe? S-
2: yeah, I'd say uh, from a hardware side, I think, I think LiDAR is probably one of the most interesting. And like you said, like you just see it get in the iPhone now. Um, which I, I, I'm really looking for, like, are they actually going to make it so when you're walking down the street, is it going to warn you when you're about to hit something? Um, I think, I, I, I do oh. wonder if that's, yeah. I, so, I think that, I, I, I haven't heard anyone talk about that, but I, that it's, people actually do run into stuff. Like, it's a real thing.
1: Uh, they walk into the street and get hit by cars. I mean, sadly. Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. So, like, so I,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they build wow. some sort of, uh, almost like a self-driving Slam on the there.
1: brake system, yeah, it like, just vibrates hey. like, er, you're yeah. about to bump into somebody at yeah. the airport when you're looking yeah. at your black mirror. Yeah, uh, exactly. I wonder how far that LiDAR goes too, because I, my understanding LiDAR on cars is still massively expensive. Yep. And I'm assuming that's because it goes 100 or 200 yards or something.
2: Yeah, uh, a- I wonder what acu- the field is of this. So it's field of view, accuracy. So all those things come into play with, with these like mm-hmm. LiDAR, radar, all these systems. I think there's a seven feet. Um, And again, the accuracy doesn't have to be within, you know, some of it's like millimeter wave. And so it's like literally within like a millimeter. Um, Autonomous cars obviously have to do also, they're going much faster. So you have to like, you know, like if you're doing 70, 80 miles an hour, think about how far you have to throw it to just make sure that you're getting ahead of where the car would know then to stop or not stop. Um, So there's there's interesting stuff. But yeah, but but that's what's driving down the cost in our area of a, you know, a few mi- like a you know, a single digit mile per hour drone um, does not need to throw the lidar. You know, thousands of feet, or That's a phone, a phone doesn't need to throw it that far, that fast.
1: So, Apple's going to come out with AR glasses at some point. It seems inevitable. What do you think the world will look like post AR glasses? Are you excited about that? Do you think that you know becomes the next major platform and and sort of retires the phone or you know, I, de-emphasizes the phone?
2: I don't think I really still don't think that the wearing glasses thing happens I mean we saw it with three d TVs and it like mm. you know it was a huge thing and like no eh. um, and <laughs> we saw it with Google Glass and it was like and mm. eh. no. and then I just don't think I, I think the phone I wouldn't be surprised if in thirty or forty years we still have something like that in our pocket um oh, just because of the size and the efficiency of the you know the the problem is anything else like like on your wrist or like just the size of it is a yeah. physical limitation. Glasses are I don't know I just don't see everyone walking around with glasses on their face. Um, I just don't. See, but you know what do I know? I mean I, I didn't invest in Uber and you did so I, mean, like, <laughs> I didn't invest like,
1: in Doorbot. Yeah, so, and it I cost mean, me like, twenty five yeah. million dollars. Yes, 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 so yeah. so yeah. I mean You were raising at what valuation was that probably oh, when five, we we're talking oh, probably five oh
2: five five. God, it's so painful. You yeah. sold
1: for 1.5? Oh. Yeah.
2: It's oh a couple. God. Yeah, it's a little bit above that. Yeah. That's a
1: that's stinging right now. Luckily, I invested in Calm at 5. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oof.
1: So, bro, are you angel investing now once in a while? You put you put a Not, little bit out you there? Know, I
2: don't really get a lot. I, I don't like... You love like the... I mean, you've like yeah. made... like That's like a thing. Um, yeah. I don't really love the angel investing. I like when yeah. I do like a very specific targeted thing Mm. um i did that moink meat thing on um it's like a a meat box called moink uh, on shark tank oh what is Uh, it it's a like a ethically farmed like sort of like you know natural meats m-o-i-n-k um and it's like a box that comes to you uh kind of like a butcher Ah, box um, but like higher end meats at lower prices um
1: i love uh, that idea
2: yeah the the it, the invent the entrepreneur is unbelievable. She's super missionary in Labelle, Missouri. Uh, I have since nice. bought a. I bought a farm in Labelle. Uh, really? Oh yeah. Look at you. Oh you got yeah. A farm now. So I kind of like what I focus on things. So like on that one, right. I like you know I, I like really like going. I've gone deep.
1: Um. Uh. And it's all ethical. And it looks yes. like they have some nice ribeyes on this. Oh yeah. Oh, the ribeyes. I, rib like- I,
2: I was the ribeyes this weekend. They're very very good
1: yeah see that's and it's grass-fed right that's the yes, thing yes once you go once you start eating grass-fed it's very hard to go back because you start realizing like the other the corn-fed beef is so mushy and yeah. doesn't have that flavor when you have the grass-fed beef and it tastes Corn, so good
2: corn's not as from what i've learned is like corn's not as good for the animal no it's just like a, it's like a very high protein cheap feed yeah and so grass is like what they're supposed to eat so they're like mm. much healthier which then you know just that it's a like better like environment. It's better everything. So
1: yeah. Um, oh, congratulations yeah. on this one. Thanks. And they came through Shark Tank, huh? It did. It came through
2: Shark Tank. So I've done like a couple, but like very, very select and stuff that I can like really focus. Mark told me on. like
1: when it's on Shark Tank, a lot of those deals don't actually close because you have yeah. to go then do diligence on them. So what happens after you make the commitment there? Is there like a retrade that goes on or di- diligence? What happens after the show it's, when you actually have to consummate it? just up to you to call them and, try yeah, and close it's just, it?
2: It's just, yeah, it's like, it's just, I mean, they obviously want you in good faith to be, when you're up there, you're not supposed yeah. to be saying like, but as you know, with investing, the due diligence is 90% of, the, like, you know, like you meet someone for an hour, great. But like, you know, you got to check everything out. And so, yeah. yeah, like like Mark said, I mean, not every deal goes through. This one, I mean, I said I'll do four hundred thousand on the show. I ended up doing five hundred thousand. For what? Um,
1: How much? What percent was it? For twenty percent?
2: Twenty something. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a good investment for you. That's a great valuation. It's, there's upside it's, still there.
2: Yeah, it's grown grown a lot. Um, but it's a nice. Hmm. I, I like the mission. Like it's like a you know it's like you know the, the meat business. I mean, there's a lot of like factory farming and stuff that's just not good for farmers. And so like it's it's. Bringing, you know, buying from small family farms is important. So I, again, I just I love like when you're doing something that you can feel good about.
1: It is a pretty. I mean, when I when I look at the com dot com investment, it just it makes me feel so good that as Alex told me, like they met with I don't know fifty, sixty, seventy VCs. They all said no, and I got to be the Mark Suster in this situation yep. where I, I was the carabiner yeah. that held, and I was like, ah, fuck it, like I think this is going to work. My you know my guy yep. Sam Harris was like. Yeah, this is um, you know meditation's a big deal. Like, yeah, yep. you should do this. And uh, I was like, okay, no problem. We'll put in three hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars out of five million dollar valuation. See Wait, what that's, happens.
2: <laughs> that's it. But that's the amazing thing. If you look back, everyone always thinks that like the ones that made it new and the ones that didn't didn't. And it's like kind of in some ways it's the opposite as you've seen. Like, like there's so many. Like I always laugh when investors are like, oh, I can't get into good deals because it's too hard. I'm like, well, go fund all the people that have great deals that can't even like. Get to silicon valley like there's so many great companies and entrepreneurs that can't get any sort of oxygen
1: yeah and it's it is really amazing you really don't know if you told me that the two most successful investments would be a meditation app and a cab dispatch company yeah, it's like we like mm, didn't see that coming uh, yeah you know it's very 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 random
2: and especially uh, early on both i definitely on uber i know like early early on like it was not thought of to be like you know it was like a black car thing that you could get picked up and look cool and like it was like sister
1: passed on it he was at that open angel forum and he he always uh, laughs about it he's like ah you know i i I left the email in my box i kind of didn't get to it i didn't get it and that's always with you i always tell folks the story of missing that investment i was like i thought jamie was brilliant i just this pop thing was so ridiculous and then i kind of didn't bet but i had watched him do unsubscribe and phone tag two products i paid for and loved and i should have just bet the jockey bet the jockey like you believe in a person just give them money and don't overthink it and that is my big mistake with you but at least i get to be friends with you and build that that friendship over the years yes more valuable Uh, well thank you yeah all right listen continued success my friend thanks for doing it uh i hope you got amazon stock did you get stock or cash in this deal a little bit of stock
2: I'm, i'm so good. (laughs)
1: i'm all good you got that stock you're real good (laughs) Um, when you sold to amazon i think it was probably at it was like 1400 oh 1400 okay so it's only like it's pretty amazing when you think about what happened with this pandemic it's really it's It's, been such an accelerant to all these people who had never ordered food online who had never used instacart or amazon or uber eats postmates
2: it has true, I mean, it, you know, obviously lots of bad things from this sure. thing and a lot of, of hardship, course. but yeah, it is incredible some of the shifts that have happened that might be 20, 30 year, like what it would have taken 30 years to shift and just have happened like literally almost within a flash.
1: Yeah. I was talking to somebody and I was asked, I always been asking people like, what do you think? And I've been getting asked, like, what do you think has been yeah. compressed? And somebody said to me, telemedicine was the number one thing. And I didn't even yeah. think about that. And I was like, you know what? That's yeah. the one, isn't it? Is there, is there one that's better than that?
2: Um, I mean that's definitely one I think office space will be an interesting thing in the future. Yeah. Um I mean there's just the, and then there's always gonna be the one that we in five years was obvious, but no one saw.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
2: like, you know, the one that really compressed that just we kind of didn't see, but but yeah. Yeah,
1: online ordering is an interesting one, obviously, cloud kitchens and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um the the uh Online education stuff, I think, is going to be a major one where people started learning how to educate from home. Obviously, people having studios at home and being able to do Zoom at home, that's another one, telemedicine, distance medicine. But that one, to me, was super interesting. I'm trying to think of the other ones that were – oh, you know what the other one is? uh People using Robinhood and trading stocks again, which we yes. were lucky to be angel investors in Robinhood. A, oh, wow. They're at 15 million members, I heard. I mean, I, mean, I don't, is, I don't have inside information, moves, it, but
2: it literally moves the market. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like it's literally that, I mean, it's that big. It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, when, when, and it's young people making yeah. small bets. And yeah. that's really interesting on a societal basis because you have boomers who, Are just playing for their 401k and they don't really care about the environment as much or carbon and then you have these young people who are like i just want to buy whatever stocks are going to be good for the tesla yeah i'll I'll buy buy tesla Tesla. you know and like you you actually have a generational war occurring yeah in in portfolios it's bonkers they're like i want to see a a a carbon you know i want to see carbon go down therefore i'm gonna buy uber stock i'm gonna buy um tesla stock yeah it's pretty amazing
2: it's super amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff happening right now. It's definitely it's it's definitely a dynamic time. Um, and what do you out think of that gonna?
1: End, let's close on that. What's yeah. how do you think this all wraps up? You th- you th- what does your heart tell you about 2021? We get the vaccine and where we get out of this, or do you think this is gonna be a two year thing? <sighs> yeah,
2: I, you know, it's I, I'm I'm hopeful for I, I'm as I always say I'm long world. So mm. um, I'm hopeful that. You know, a vaccine comes. I'm also very hopeful that, and I think this is going to be more necessary than the vaccine, that there's better treatments, which we're seeing some of those sort of trickle in. Yeah. But if you had, you know, again, if you could treat this like a common cold, you know, if you could have some better medicine for it, then the vaccine becomes less important mm. because I do worry about distributing vaccine to the entire globe in a few months, how hard that's going to be. And so, like, I think the treatments could be as important as the vaccine itself. So that's what I hope. But yeah, I'm hoping by next summer that we're all back at it. it. Yeah. Go
1: to a go to a basketball game again. Oh, would be dope. I love NBA. to see mm, oh. courtside finals. Ah, oh, would have loved to be courtside for the Fire Lakers. Fire up that
2: StubHub app that I haven't like Ooh. touched for you know six yeah, months. get some or of those whatever. last
1: minute tickets on the way oh. to the arena. You buy the tickets. Ooh get a good deal on some good tickets i can uh, taste
2: the street meat outside
1: oh yeah (laughs) absolutely get that get those uh sausage sandwich with the dogs wrapped
2: around or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely you'll pay for that later i think it is i think the other thing that i'm really hopeful about i've been talking to people is the cheap testing and so i've been to a number of events where they had the 15 minute tests from other countries and they're using i was talking to an actor actress uh, yep. and she was telling me about on set they have these and you know 15 minute tests and everybody can go on to set they do them every day uh and then you know that combined with treatments all of a sudden we start yeah. isolating this thing we have tracing and it's just it's unbelievable we don't have like testing and tracing working right now like this it's, is america we could have rallied the whole country, all these entrepreneurs, and we never use that energy to to get this testing up and running. We're only doing a million tests and in Korea and in India, they have two to ten dollar testing strips that use a swab in Mm -hmm. your mouth. Anybody can do them. And people have them all over their house and there's no more cases in Taiwan. There's no more cases in Korea.
2: Every post office which is in every town in the US should have been a testing facility. Unlimited. It should have been for the first six months should have been free. You have to go at least once a week, and you find this thing, you, you contact trace it, you, yeah. I, We're done. I, that, yeah.
1: We're pouring tw- trillions of dollars into the economy when we could have just done that. Yeah. And no, I, testing uh, my testing my idea was really was, a key. We, we should have said anybody wants a free Starbucks you know, or any local business, go to a local business, we'll give you a $5 gift card, and we just give people a $5 Visa, American Express card to use in a local business in their town. Uh, if they get tested so you you get off the train or you're you're walking around town when you park you know at the santa monica place or whatever they give you a test you can go in and here's your five dollar gift card yeah free parking and a five dollar gift card to use anywhere in santa monica place boom yeah we're done that's just failure of leadership and and just execution you know like when you look at the entrepreneurial space and how good entrepreneurs this is why i want a bloomberg you know bloomy would have been so good he's just Mm, such an executive and he would have executed so well
2: i just want testing
1: testing is just so obvious and easy like india and korea and taiwan they all figured it out the united states can't figure it out we've got the greatest tech companies in the world we we, we got the most capital laying around it should be done by now it's so frustrating i can't wait till we get this done all right listen jamie i kept you for over an hour i appreciate your time i'm so happy with your success honestly just thank you you know we've known each other oh, for thanks. so long now I, I, I am so happy for you um because it was so obvious to me for so long that you were one of the most brilliant product people i mean that sincerely in the industry And you just understand it and it's just so wonderful to see one of the good guys win and win big and really succeed in the mission so just you know friend to friend congratulations again uh, Thank your you, success.
2: and to you as well. All right, I'll That's talk fun. to
1: you soon, brother. Okay, Thanks. see you all next time on this weekend starts. Bye bye.